Welcome in. Good to have you. Bill Michaels showing his rainy Monday. And uh, it is. I'll say this, though. We need it. Holy mackerel, we need it. I mean, we don't need this much rain all at uh, all at once, but God knows we need it. No doubt about it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You can bundle and save right now. Everybody's bundling something, and so is Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Whether it's a patio door that you need or a couple of windows, a bay window, smaller window, roll screens, whatever it happens to be, all the innovations. Uh, you can't do any better than our friends at Pella Windows and Doors. The one thing I know when I got home from the trip, I had set my uh, uh, my air conditioning at 77 degrees because I didn't want it to get stiflingly hot in the house, uh, but I uh, you know wanted it to be okay when by the time we got home. And uh, I came in right at 77, did not fluctuate, did not move. Today, turned off the AC, obviously, and the house is still sitting at 71 degrees. It's keeping what heat there is in the home. And it, it's still the same from last night. It's 68 or 67 degrees outside, still 71 in the home, no heat, no AC, no nothing. It's perfect. It just holds on to it. It's awesome stuff. And the value of your home goes up when you put in Pella. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them, 855-PELLA-WI. I can't say enough about my Pella windows and doors from PellaWI, Pella, Wisconsin, and find it there. Um, what else do we have here for you? Uh, let's do this. We'll get back to the phone calls. Let's go back to the phone calls. Um, Larry listening to us in Eau Claire. Larry, how you doing today, man? What's up? Yeah, Larry! You hear me? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, can you hear me? Turn your radio down. Yeah, uh, just a quick question. What do you guys think about our kicking situation? Well, we need Crosby back. Appreciate it, pal. Thanks so much. Anders Carlson did not have a great start to his Green Bay Packers career. And, um, okay, how do I put this? Do, do you need Mason Crosby back? Probably. Are they going to go for Mason Crosby? No. Uh, I think unless Ander, Anders Carlson has... A big leg. We've seen that. Kickoffs and such. And he can he can boom field goals from 50-plus. His accuracy is an issue. They feel that he can be developed, and he, because of the strength of his leg, that he's going to get every opportunity in the world to hang on to this particular job, unless it goes so horrifically awry. You know, um, and then uh, then maybe you would go in that direction. But, no, he, he I, I don't think he's going anywhere. And remember, I mean, like his brother, if I'm not mistaken, his brother did not start out very well. And I can't remember who he played for. He got cut. And then now he's the kicker for the Oakland Raiders, or now the Las Vegas Raiders. And has gone on and been extremely solid. And they feel that Anders Carlson has that same leg and ability. And if he can develop into the steady and accurate kicker that his brother has become, that with the big leg, he can be incredibly beneficial to this football team. So I believe they're going to stick with him until they just flat out can't. 
but it's his job for quite some time. They believe this is one of the reasons they believe in Rich Passaccia, that him and his staff can uh, work with Anders Carlson and and fix him and and make him a more accurate kicker. But that's a great question because it, it's and I've said this before. When people were complaining about Mason Crosby last year, I said there is something to be said for steadiness from 49 and in. Because those are points. Those are points. For all the complaining about him not being able to put it out of the end zone on kickoffs and anything from, you know, 48 yards and beyond, 49 yards and beyond, oh, well, you can't can't keep him. There's something to be said for a guy that's as money as he's been from 48 yards and in. And because it's, like I said, it's points. When you start taking points off the board that should be on the board because of an erroneous kicker, that is, first of all, you feel the wrath of everybody else around you, your teammates and such, because they're used to the continued success. That's the first thing. So um, I think they're going to give Rich Passaccia all the time in the world to try to fix this. Just my opinion. Uh, eight seven seven eight. Good, good question though. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. We mentioned that at the beginning of the show too, because it was. I mean, I think it was either. I I, I was listening. Um, and I think there was one, I think Wayne had like turned away for a second, just assuming the kick was going to be good. And it wasn't, um, when you miss a couple of PATs, that's a little concerning. It's one thing if you're missing 45 and beyond, you know, but when you're missing some PATs, that's not good. That's not good. Let's go to Denny listening to us. Denny, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Great. Thanks for taking my call, Bill. I appreciate it. You bet. Um, I was going to comment, too, on the kicking, and I totally agree with you. Um, Do you think Crosby could be some type of a mentor to Carlson at all, you know, and help him, you know, and still be kicking yet? Because, Um, you know, I agree, like you said, when you start missing PATs, and that's taking points off the board, you know? Yeah. And uh, I thought Friday that uh, there are a lot of rookies that could surprise some people with taking the final roster spots when they get down to 53. I thought there was quite a few of them that looked pretty decent. I mm-hmm. thought Love Miss Watson again, you know, open yep. a few yep. times. And we all know that he has trouble with that. And, uh, you know, like I said, though, I, I just feel that uh, – um, I know I saw some YouTube stuff of Crosby kicking from a boat on shore, you know, and there's been a lot of different stuff. And uh, I just hope that if the Packers do need them, that another team doesn't pick them up, you know, before yeah. they do, you know. Right. Um, I, and, uh, I Go ahead. Go ahead. And I wanted to thank you for taking the time to share some pictures and stuff with us, you know, and yeah. at Sturgis. And isn't it amazing how those bands like um, like uh, Foghat and uh, Sticks and Ario can still put it together and put yeah. a, a great show on? 
Yep, I would 100% agree. I, when you look at the, and appreciate the phone call, when you look at the bands from the days gone by, we'll say, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, bands that are bands uh, it, it still get it done. And, you know, I mean, there's obviously stage presence and energy and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that all goes into it in showmanship. Um, you know, you can look at, say, like a Taylor Swift concert with everything that she brings to the table and and the ability to sing. And there's what Carrie Underwood, who can play instruments and she can play it all off in uh, certain country acts that have big bands and such. And, you know, we've gotten away from the boy band stuff and the manufactured music. At least it's a little bit better. But the bands that just play and rock, I mean, it's they're they're. They're enjoyable to watch, and it's not one particular. I mean, it's all of them, you know, all the ones that have been doing it a long time and are established and have hits that are recognizable and such. And, no, I, I had a great time. I mean, like I said, I mean, we had everything from rock to metal to, I mean, we had uh, one guy that was in just like easy listening stuff, and he was just kind of playing with his own computer and beat machine in a, a small bar in Deadwood, and he was fantastic. I mean, he was playing Clapton. He was playing Petty. He was playing all this just old-school kind of cool music, and he was really good. He even played a couple of new tunes. You know, he was playing some Darius Rucker stuff, and he played some Jelly Roll stuff, and, I mean, it, he was he was fantastic. So, I mean, it was, it was a vast array of stuff, of musical stuff, but it all came with a couple of beverages and a little bit of riding and a lot of great food and some neat experiences and shopping as well. So good stuff out in the Sturgis. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, hit us up, feel free. Um, this is from uh, this is from Jeff listening to us in Waukesha. I said, great show. Both played for Auburn, meaning the uh, kickers. Uh, they're both good kickers. Rich will do him well. Go Tigers. G-E-A-U-X. Gail. The French version of Gah. Go Tigers. Uh, Pack Attack says, uh, ACL injury puts the focus on rookies, the tight ends, to step forward. Can't wait to see in real game time speed. Speed is noticeable. Team speed is noticeable everywhere. That's one of the things. They wanted to get faster. This team last year looked good in a lot of different areas on paper until it came to team speed, and then it was kind of like, oof. Boy, they're they're kind of lacking in a few areas, but now they, it's it's not as if they've excelled and they're better than, but they're equal to in a lot of different areas when it comes to team speed. Uh, Mike says, uh, "Hey, Bill, uh, I think that the offensive line played well. It's very versatile. That's the word that Matt Lafleur keeps using. Do you feel that they're going to mix and match guys all season long, or does he ever settle on a continual starting five? Oh, no, you're going to run your best five out there. Right now, they're trying to figure out who may be, say, at center and at the right tackle position if they're going to move guys around in that area. But for the most part, you know, unless, of course, you traded away David Bakhtiari, you know that what the left side of the offensive line is going to be. I mean, no doubt about it. So once they settle, and as long as guys are playing well, you're not messing with that. It's not going to be mix and match continuous. What they like is... That if a guy goes down with injury, they have the ability to move guys around. That's the reason you see such movement right now. You can see a guy like Zach Tom playing center. He's got a little bit of center in his past. He can play center. You can look at a guy like Yash Nyman. Yash Nyman wasn't great at left tackle, wasn't great at right tackle, but can play both. He can play both. 
John Runyon's a guard, uh, no doubt about that. They've got some guys that are kind of pigeonholed on this team, but they do like the versatility that these guys have, no doubt. Um, this is uh, this is from who's this? This is Chris. Oh no, uh, went with Chris. Okay, went to the game with Chris. Oh, oh, this is a buddy of mine from down in uh, Kentucky. Uh, hey, Bill, listening to the show today, uh, Chris and I. So Chris, meaning a guy that I, I know, I know a couple of them, they've come up here and played some golf before, went to the game. Uh, the Packers looked pretty good. Uh, Jordan Love looked better than what you said he would. Do you think that Jordan Love is going to prove you wrong? Ha, ha. Had a great time. Ate some conies for you down at Skyline. Uh, see you soon. Uh, first of all, Jordan Love, to be better than what I think he is, What would he have to do? If he throws for close to 4,000 yards, 64% completion percentage, 27 to 30-plus touchdowns and, say, 10 picks, that'd be a lot better than I thought he would do. But I kind of figure 32 to 3,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, 15, 12 to 15 picks, Completion percentage of about 62, 63. But that's very reminiscent of what we had last year, right? So that's a down year for Aaron Rodgers, and it's still a pretty solid year because all he has to do is maintain um, is maintain the, the football and not turn it over continuously. And... Just, I, God, I hate to use the word game manager because a lot of quarterbacks hate that term, but that, he's just got to be a game manager. You know, continue to move the chains, hit the open man, look off coverage, don't throw into tight windows in which you're not going to be successful. And if you aren't, learn from it. Hopefully they can mix and match with run, maybe some ride and decide along the way, and they'll be okay. Beyond that, I, I don't know what to expect. I think you and I will both, like I said, you and I will both know. You and I will both be able to look at the eyeball test and go, okay, whether he has it or not, we'll figure it out. Uh, 877-867-1670. When we uh, come back, we're going to hear from Jordan Love uh, from Friday night and, uh, you know, kind of talking immediately after the game, after he faced Cincinnati and his thoughts on how he played, how the team played, uh, what went right, what went wrong and things they have to clean up. That is all upcoming. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Boondocks. Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews was out that way yesterday. And they're going to be uh, part of the uh, post-ride celebration that we are going to have. They're going to be uh, bringing the food truck. Tom's going to be bringing the food truck over to Steel Tank because Steel Tank, as great as they are, they can't feel, they feed everybody. If we end up with more than 1,100 bikes and 1,600 people, that's a lot of people. So we're going to need some help. So our friends at uh, Boondock said, hey, look, we'll bring the food truck. We'll, we'll be happy to help you. So that's what they're going to do. So they're going to bring the food truck out, the burger, uh, barbecue burgers and brews. They do so much more than just barbecue, but uh, they're going to come out and help us out. So they're going to be a part of it. County Road K in Oconomowoc, out there in Stonebank. Go to B- Boondocks, BBQS, BoondocksBBQS.com for all the information. Maybe they can cater your party as well. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Russell Wilson is in the best shape of his life. Wednesday night, they're doing it again. Looks like it's going to be a warm, nice night out as well. Northern Lights Photo Studio and Event Center. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. Whether it's dinners, weddings, or you're just going to go down there on the Riverwalk on the Milwaukee River coming up on Wednesday night when they have some uh, jamming music outside, uh, swing by. And if you got photo shoots or a business event, that uh, business dinner, business gathering, meeting, Whatever it is you need, go to northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. Northernlightseventvenue.com. Really cool place. Just go check it out. Go again, northernlightseventvenue.com. Right there on the Milwaukee River, uh, downtown Milwaukee. And it's a terrific space if you want to rent it for, like I said, a rehearsal dinner, a meeting space. And they've got all kinds of tools. They have overhead projectors and such that you need. Whatever it happens to be, they can handle it for you. And, again, it's northernlightseventvenue.com, northernlightseventvenue.com. Uh, let's do this. Uh, Jordan Love, after the ball game this past uh, weekend, had a chance to kind of catch up with the media. And, uh, you know, first thing, he just talked about, you know, just kind of spreading the ball around. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just kind of the way it played out tonight. I mean, we do have a lot of weapons, a lot of guys we can spread the ball out to, but um, some of it just comes down to the play and, you know, the coverage that we're getting and who comes open. But like you said, I mean, we got a lot of weapons, so a lot of guys spread the ball to. The, um, the experience of last night, now this is, you know, when you talk about the weapons, you got two rookie tight ends, you've got a, a rookie wide receiver, two, three second-year wide receivers. You do have a versatile backfield that's pretty veteran, but – and very inexperienced quarterback when it comes to actual game snaps. I mean, the experience is going to help not just him and the offense, but also a lot of the young players that uh, got a chance to see some action. Yes, everybody is able to get reps, get in there, get a feel for the game. It's huge. Like you said, we got a lot of young guys, and just continue to build that and get the chemistry down and get those reps in-game. First practice, you know, it's a good stepping point for us. So the question is always – when it comes to preseason, always what is beneficial, what do you need versus overkill and risk and risk management and such. Uh, and he was asked, how much time does he need in exhibitions before the regular season kind of rolls around? We'll see. I think it's valuable to get some reps. I'm not sure how many, you know, is valuable, but, you know, I had fun in there tonight. Two series, I think it was great time, you know, just getting back, getting a feel for the game. I think it was, it was a good time taking me out right there. That's really all we needed right there. I said last week that I thought two, three series. I might have even gone a little bit more into the second quarter, deeper into the second quarter. At least a half a ball game upcoming against the Patriots, I think, is probably warranted. And then maybe you just sit them and you look at Magoo and, and Sean Clifford in the following. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I think he needs more reps. That's just my opinion. So. Uh, when he was asked specifically talking about Sean Clifford, about how he bounced back, he had a couple of picks, one being a pick six, and he was asking, give us your thoughts on Sean Clifford and how he bounced back after the uh, the adversity. He did awesome. Obviously, it's, it's tough as a quarterback, you know, just trying to have that next play mentality after something like that, and he did exactly that. He was able to bounce back and go put that two-minute drive in the end zone and finish with a touchdown before half, then obviously second half we came out rolling, but he did a really good job bouncing back. That, that, 
two-minute drive that he put together at the end of the first half, I really wanted to see Jordan Love do that. That was where I wanted to see Jordan Love in the game and, like, running that. So hopefully he keeps him in at least a half of football so you can hopefully see a two-minute drive as uh, as time winds down with Jordan Love executing that. And he's right. Uh, Sean Clifford did a solid job. Uh, then you've got the young receivers. And the biggest thing about the young receivers is not just getting open, okay? That's – you obviously – it's very tough to get open in the National Football League to where you're wide open. So the biggest thing for young receivers is what they need to learn how to do is make contested catches. He talks about that. A great job tonight. That's one of the things we've been working on is just contested catches. Obviously, we've been seeing it against our defense versus press and bump and things like that. And you know, Jay Reed made a really good play on that, going up and getting it and make sure he stayed with that ball. But uh, that's one thing that we just keep working on, keep building. And then early on in this contest, you could clearly tell they were going to go and see what they're going to get out of Luke Musgrave. The young guys, the young tight ends are going to have to be a part of this offense. And so Jordan Love was was asked specifically, hey, you involved not once, twice, but three times. Luke Musgrave early on in this contest. Talk about it. Sky's the limit for him. He's a really good player, an explosive player. He's very fast. And I think the more we just continue to get him the ball, like I said, obviously I wish I would have been able to connect with him on the, over the middle on that one. But then, yeah, I mean, we targeted him on a screen, um, which Dan made a really good play trying to get in front of it, get his hand there. But uh, we just got to keep getting him the ball. So there you go. That's uh, that's Jordan Love after the ball game this past Friday night. Uh, some positives to take away, much like he had stated. You know, you look at a backup like Sean Clifford. And Sean Clifford's been pretty much the most impressive guy in camp, to be honest with you, as far as consistency goes. And to be able to bounce back from a couple of bad throws the way he did, you take it. Um, obviously, as we had a caller earlier, our buddy Gerard in Delaware who watched – some Penn State games this past season, he, he kind of the gunslinger where he's going to throw it into some situations that probably are going to make you want to pull your hair out. But he's also going to make some plays for you. So if you can eliminate the negative, uh, which they've been trying to do for a long time since he was at Penn State, if you can eliminate the negative, he could still be a very viable piece of this team. God forbid uh, Jordan Love go down. And at this point, I, you, you don't know what you have in Love. So, you know, it used to be, Larry, if Rodgers went down, your season was over, you know you're done. Now... You know, you don't know. You don't know who has what capability uh, as, pl- as far as playing full-time goes. So uh, you, you want to see uh, – it was good to see jo- uh, uh, Sean Clifford bounce back, as Jordan Love stated, and, uh, and lead the team in the two-minute drive and be able to put the ball in the end zone. So good stuff there. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Enid. Enid says, uh, hey, Bill. Uh, I would like to know what your thoughts are on the offensive line and how they handled the pass rush from Cincinnati. Uh, a lot of mix-and-match guys, and how will this look once Bakhtiari does come back? I think it'll be better, first and foremost. And by then, everything's settled. And I talked about this earlier. I think the offensive line, there's not a problem with the offensive line. I think what you're trying to do is enhance it. You're just trying to put your best five out there. And every – I mean, Robert Sala just said that. He was asked about that because they've got some problems on the offensive line in, in New York. And there's a lot of talk about the possibility of a guy like David Bakhtiari being traded and what have you. But uh, like in New York, they're trying to find the best five. Here, you kind of know who they are. And what you're looking at is either one, versatility, or two, is there a guy in upgrade at that particular position? And you work your way inside out. So you take care of your center, you take care of your guards, and obviously your left tackle is one of your most important, if not your, if not the most important position on the offensive line, and then obviously your right tackle position. But they're trying to mix and match. That's it. If you had to run it out there today, 
it would be Myers, it would be Elton Jenkins, it would be Bakhtiari, it would be John Runyon, and Zach Tom. And if I said Josh Nyman, I don't think there'd be that much of a drop-off. You know, you're just trying to mix and match. And if you put Zach Tom at center, and you had Zach Tom, Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, John Runyon, Josh Nyman, you're still solid. You know, if you had to say Josh Nyman at left tackle, it's a it's a drop. Don't get me wrong. It's not David Bakhtiari level of play, but it's not awful. You know, Josh Nyman, don't forget the year that the Packers ended up with, uh, with San Francisco coming to Lambeau Field. That season when David Bakhtiari was down, Josh Nyman played admirably over at uh, the left tackle position. Last year wasn't a great year, but that the year prior, he played pretty well. You can't forget about it. You can't just throw that away. He played pretty well. So I'm not overly concerned. I think there's a ton of versatility and depth on the offensive line for the Packers this season specifically. I'm good with that. Um, what is this? Thomas says people claimed Gary was a bust. you got to give it time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Rashawn Gary's first season did not look great for a first-round draft choice. Then he came on. Year after year after year after year, he's got better every year. Now, do I think he's going to be better this year? No. He's coming off of an ACL, and we all know that it takes you a year to kind of get yourself reacclimated. Okay? However, however, if you look at a guy, say, like Lucas Van Ness, if he starts out as good as or a little better than, than Rashawn Gary was and continues to progress, you've got something. You've landed another outside pass rusher. But after one preseason game, I'm not declaring a, a bust. I'm not declaring a savior, a Hall of Famer, a great, none of that. It's just just see how they develop. No pressure. Just see how they develop, without a doubt. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out, take a quick break, come back. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show to get to. We'll be back right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. that we do and go the places we go and some of the charity stuff that we do in regards to Fisher House if it wasn't for our good friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV, Automotive. Uh, we use the, uh, as a matter of fact, I took the truck today to take the uh, take the trailer back, the J&L Tire uh, out there in Johnson Creek and I'm um, going downtown today. I'm picking up some stuff for the golf outing coming up for Fisher House, and i got to transport that. And we, we can't do this stuff without a lot of great cooperation and great help from our friends at Cunis. K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com, Wisconsin's number one RV dealer. And you can shop Cunis for automotive as well, automotive, trucks, commercial even. And they do so much good stuff. And if you're looking for uh, the warranty, they've got it. If you're looking for uh, reliability, if you're looking for credit, if you whatever it happens to be, and if you're looking for a variety, they've got uh, dealerships in Madison, Stoughton, Barneveld, Platteville, Milwaukee now, Ford, Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Volvo, Mercedes-Benz, high-end cars, whatever it happens to be throughout southern Wisconsin, they've got it. 
And the local dealerships at Cunis Auto Group are awesome. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, shopcunis.com. That is shopcunis.com. Good stuff from our friends at Cunis Automotive and for all the help and such that they gave us uh, the past few weeks specifically, but all throughout the year for a lot of the stuff that we get a chance to do. Uh, let's let's go to our buddy Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, how you doing, man? What's on? How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm good. I had a bad morning. Radiator blew out on my semi. Wow, that's never I good. In the, yeah, I was in the yard when it blew out, so that's the good news. Got a new semi right next door. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, I looked at, I watched that game. I, I thought the running back Wilson and what is the Valentino? They, I don't know. Is it just a one game thing? But both of those players looked really good and made made the Packers look good. What do you think? The defense was getting interceptions, and then that running back. I think they were set on our two running backs, but I don't know. I, how can you let Wilson go after what he did? Um, well, I don't, I, I think you've got three good running backs. I completely agree with you there. And I don't, th- I don't think they're going to just go into the season with just two running backs. I would be somewhat surprised if they did that. So I think right now, Wilson is the front runner for that third spot. Uh, but you still have a guy like Tyler Goodson and Patrick Taylor, both of which, uh, they've been in the system for a while now, but certainly Emmanuel Wilson, I mean, he ran his ass off and he looked really good doing it. So, and if you can find a guy that's got good size and the ability to be quick. I mean, that's that's a rare combination. So I think he's got the leg up right now when it comes to the running back department. Well, we talked about before about the fullback, and they kept on mentioning fullback, and you said it's out of the out of our system. But I tell you, I thought the fullback that they were mentioning. I don't know if they're going to make him a tight end, but he was doing really good too. And are they well, I mean, don't for, yeah, don't forget they well, like fullbacks. Fullback. Yeah, and I know that. I appreciate that. And thanks for the phone call, Daniel. When it comes to the fullback position, it has been pretty much eliminated. Um, what you look for is like a, that was what they wanted to do with Josiah Aguara, was make him a fullback slash, you know, pass catcher, tight end, whatever. I mean, that was going to be his thing. So, you know, I... My question is this. When you talk about the fullback position, who are you taking off the field? A tight end? Are you going with a two-back set? Which means you're taking a wide receiver off the field? Most offensive play callers like a single back, three wides, tight end. That they, That's what they like. So... If you're going to go with a fullback, you're taking another position off the field. And that's the reason fullbacks have become somewhat obsolete. Because for the most part, they've been glorified glorified blockers. And they've been a guy that's picked up the blitz. Whereas now you're asking guys like Aaron Jones and company to be the blitz pickup and still be able to chuck a guy on a pass rush, but yet shed that instantaneous block and become an outlet receiver as well so that's the reason the fullback position is kind of you know falling by the wayside it's just it's it's just not not there that's why i don't think there's you know 
Unless you're a guy that has the ability to do both running back, fullback, tight end, you know, the Swiss Army Knife guy, I don't, I don't think you're going to make it as strictly a, a fullback, you know. Uh, 877-867-1670. This is from uh, Jack. Jack says, uh, as of right now, who are the guys that are on the bubble that have been there, done that? I don't think it's fair to really talk about guys that would be on the bubble at this point. Do you? I mean, um, I would say Henry Pearson and Josiah DeGuara because they are considered the fullback position. Um, If you would had to make a cut after the first game, you'd probably say Dylan Jones and Wilson would be the three running backs. Um, Tyler Davis is done, so Austin Allen is going to be the next man up when it comes to the tight end position because Tyler Davis goes down with an knee injury, the ACL tear. You still have Watson Dubs, Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed they really like. Samari Torre. Um, Malik Heath has been the guy in camp so far turning heads. Uh, Grant DuBose is coming back from the back. He's he's boy, he's got to make a name for himself, doesn't he? He's a seventh round draft choice. Bo Melton is still there. Dontavian Wicks. Um, I, you know, I mean, I don't want to go through the whole roster because it, you know, it, it it just doesn't make sense. I mean, but you know, wait wait till wait till next week after after this weekend. And uh, next week, then you start to say, okay, these are the guys that may or may not be more so on the bubble, if you will. But I think right now it's kind of too early to tell because you're still in that feeling out there period. You know what I mean? 877-867-1670. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to call in, got an opinion, please bring it. Uh, this is from uh, Chris. Chris says, uh, not much talk about the Brewers today, Hey. He said uh, the Brewers, after a big weekend sweep, can't get any time on any program in the state of Wisconsin because it's all Packers all the time in meaningless games. Um, no, we did talk a, a little Brewers. We mentioned it. We talked about it. We talked about the standings, the fact that the Brewers uh, getting back more towards full strength when it comes to their pitching staff and sitting right now, what, what is it, three and a half games up on both Chicago and Cincinnati. Cincinnati having the easiest schedule out of the three uh, over the next uh, few weeks. Uh, the Cubs and then the Brewers. Brewers have the toughest schedule with teams over 500. Um, but I, you know, look, they are getting healthy at the right time. Hopefully, they're getting hot at the right time. Some of the guys, you take a guy like Carlos Santana, who's producing and he's been better at first base than you know than obviously anything that they'd had prior to that this season. So I'm I'm good with that. Um, the young guys have produced, the rookies have produced. I mean, things just, they've got L.A., don't get me wrong. I've got L.A. now on the docket. You still have Christian Yelich batting a, what, 290 clip on the season. So be happy about that, although he's still sitting at 16 dares. Um, Willie Adamas just has not been able to find consistency, has he? Oof. One day he's on, he gets a hit, and the next two or three, there's nothing to it. and just looks bad doing it. How much did you talk about Willie Adamas, if any, last week, Grant? Well, Bill, I, I was going to pipe in if I had a chance because I talked so much Brewers last week, like probably way <laughs> too much, like two to three hours a day taking calls and because I'm a degenerate about the Brewers. But Friday night, my gears switched. 
Bill. Like, I'm getting ready for my show tonight, and it's Packers preseason. Friday night made it legit because we finally got to see love with all these new players. So, yeah, the Brewers had a great weekend, but Packers season, even for me, who talks as much Brewers as anyone, it feels like it's here today. Talked a little Adamas last week. It's... It's a bummer, and I feel for him because he'll have a good at-bat. He'll have a nice moment, and you think, all right, there we go. That's the start of something. Yeah. And then he'll have two or three at-bats where he just looks hopeless again. It's really frustrating, and I feel for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, it's, man, it's just so, it, he just looks like he's guessing. You know, and, and again, I go back to the paralysis by analysis when they just said, hey, just sit, get here late, just sit, just take it easy, don't do anything. Um, I Man, it's... Then again, to the opposite side, Montessario is like out of his mind. Montessario, I mean, granted, he's not the um, you know the big backstop at third base that you'd want to have, but man, a guy's been hitting the ball and just looks good doing it continuously. More big hits over the weekend. Montessario now has his average; it's over two eighty, I think, if I'm not mistaken. If I was watching the program right yesterday, and uh, he's been hitting the hell out of the baseball. So, you know, and Santana, granted. He's uh, had a couple of knocks here and there. As I mentioned, he had the, the three-run bomb, but uh, he has not been as consistent as you want. At times, it's been better, but for the most part, when you look at the, what is it? I think his batting average, I think he's below 200. He's hitting worse than Telez was, but he's given you at least a few bombs along the way. Well, but, yesterday, uh, he should have had a second home run yesterday. The wind was so strong. And, and yeah. you listen to the TV announcers and watch how Santana came out of the box. That ball, everyone thought that was gone, and it blew right back mm-hmm. in. So he could have had two home runs yesterday. Yeah, and Canna has been okay. Uh, the acquisitions have not been stellar, but at least they've been sustainable. But uh, you would love to see Santana get to the back of his baseball card, Canna get to the back of his baseball card, add that to what Contreras is doing, and and some of the defense they've been able to play. Um, did you watch by any chance the rookie? Have you paid any attention to that series they run on Valley's called the Rookie, and it's about the guys you know down in the minors that you know are working their way up to the majors? No, I didn't know. I'm going to be honest; I yeah. never heard of it. It's for me. It's World yeah. Poker Tour and Do North Outdoors. That's what I watch on. <laughs> that's what I watch on Valley Sports Wisconsin. But is it? Yeah, good? they yeah they have this piece. It, it's where uh, Bryce Terang was mic'd up. Uh, through everything, through workouts, and it, it's really interesting to watch how the, you know what they go through uh, when he was down with the Nashville Sounds and such, and you know talking to guys, and you know even one of the guys, one of the opponents, uh, you know got to second and was asking him like, "Are you really mic'd up?" He said, "Yeah, they're doing this thing." He was telling them all about it, what they do, and but he's got the mic on the whole time. It's it's just like it, it's like being on the field, and it was a really really cool series or segment that I had a chance to watch the other day. Uh, it was really good stuff, but if you get a chance, I, I'm i not a big fan of, of all the aftermarket stuff that they do regarding Brewers baseball, but this was actually pretty cool. So if you get a chance and maybe it airs again, uh, it's called The Rookie. Uh, watch it because uh, the piece on Rice, Bryce Terang was really, really good. Woefully late for a break. Let's get to it. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. As 
as always, thanks to our uh, one of our prime sponsors. That's our friends from Point Brewing. Brewing excellence since 1857. Joe Martino and the gang, big believers in uh, our uh, motorcycle ride and the program itself and keeping it local here out of the state of Wisconsin. So thanks to our friends at Point Brewing. Stevens Point. Looking forward to the uh, Boktoberfest beers that are beginning ready to come out, as a matter of fact. 877-867-1670. Thomas says, Unit, liked what I saw to the Green Bay Packers. It was an energetic game, something we haven't seen in the Aaron Rodgers regime. That's not true. Um, No, I... You can't blame everything on Rodgers. You know, I, I, I understand it. You know, Aaron uh, brought a certain level of black to the franchise the last couple of years. Okay, I, I get that. I understand that. But uh, but I, I, I can't blame everything on that. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, this is from Justin. Justin says, uh, I like what the Packers uh, did against Cincinnati. However, Cincinnati played extremely vanilla and didn't play all their starters. Uh, how do you think they're going to fare? See, when, when you say how do you think they're going to fare in the regular season, that's a very blanket question. I've already said seven wins. Seven wins. That's about it. I don't think a whole lot more than that. And if they do, great. Hey, Grant, are you there? Yeah. You need something? Okay. No, I'm just letting you know that uh, we are getting hit with some pretty heavy storms here. Oh, no. And my, my generators have kicked on twice now. So just an FYI, if suddenly I go away, it's because, uh, you know, the generator died for a second or two, and it takes me about five minutes <laughs> to get back up. So I just want to let you know. At least I know if you disappear, at least I'll know why. I'll, now uh, you know why, yeah. You're going to reconnect, yeah. and I'm going to be arguing with a caller about Adrian Hauser and how many innings he should be allowed to pitch, so... Let's cross That's our fingers exactly that right. your power does not go out. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking uh, of the Brewers, I got a couple of different emails regarding that. Uh, this one is from uh, Jacob, who uh, who emailed us earlier, but also says uh, it was great to see Woodruff come back and to see things back to full strength. Do you think that the Packers are going to – oh, then he says, do you think that the Packers are going to make a returner out of Keyshawn Nixon and Jaden Reed, or is it just going to be Keyshawn Nixon? Uh, I, I think right now – Keyshawn Nixon is your kickoff return guy. I don't know who they're going they're going to use continuously at punt return. Punt return is a little bit different animal. And punt return is, uh, I'm not going to say more dangerous, but it can be. Um, so I that's a great question. I don't know who they're going to be the full-time punt returner uh, when uh, they open up the season or who the regular one's going to be. But they've tried everybody back there. They've tried quite a few people uh, at punt returners so far. They've tried... Um, Keyshawn Nixon, obviously, Jaden Reed. Smarty Torre has been another guy. Uh, I know that uh, there was on the depth chart was Tyler Goodson at one point. So he's been another one that has had some opportunities at both punt and kick return. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they got a few guys that they could they could look at if they needed, needed to. But, uh, you know, we'll see. 877-867-1670, another hour yet to go. Hang in there. It's coming down. Cats, dogs, buckets, all that kind of good stuff in my area. How about yours? Stay tuned. More on the Bill Michael Show. Coming up right after this. <laughs> 